The following audio was recorded on Saturday, January 10th, 2015, at Betty Jo Heise's memorial service at Jerusalem Church. The beginning of the message was cut off and re-recorded to join the rest of the sermon audio. I hope you enjoy it and are blessed by it. I had the privilege of being Betty Jo's pastor for about a year and a half. Probably the most meaningful time I spent with her was shortly after she was transferred to the Mount Joy Hospice Center. We spent some time together, just the two of us in her room. I heard that Betty Jo was telling multiple people about Jesus these last few weeks, but you know, she told me about Jesus too. And I'm a pastor, and I think that's stellar that she wanted to tell me about Jesus. Pastors need to hear about Jesus too. I want to finish, I want to finish like Betty Jo finished, with Jesus in my heart and on my lips. I was talking with her that day in the middle, I was in the middle of one of my probably long sentences, and she closed her eyes, and um, I thought that she was falling asleep, that's how pastors can be sometimes, so I asked her, Betty Jo, are you tired? And she pretty quickly responded, no, I'm thinking, <laughs> so... Maybe she was pondering what I, what I was saying. Well, I noticed, uh, I noticed also that her mouth was getting pretty dry, and so I asked her if she wanted to drink, and she did. And I don't often get to care for people in this particular way, so this was special and meaningful to me, but I was able to hold the straw to Betty Jo's lips as she could get a drink. That was significant to me. She was thirsty and needed a drink. She was thirsty and she took a drink. There's an important parallel with Betty Jo's thirst during that moment and the soul of everyone. Everyone's soul is thirsty. Betty Jo's soul was thirsty. My soul is thirsty. Your soul is thirsty. Inside of every human being is a spiritual thirst. Many people have attached various names and diagnoses to that soul thirst. Many even uh, recommend different and prescribe different cures for it. But it's really quite simple. We thirst because we have a desperate need for God. We can try to ignore our soul thirst, but we know it's there. Our world is broken. We are broken. We may attempt to satiate our thirst with temporal things, whatever they may be. But nothing temporal ever seems to quench the dehydration of our soul. That's because there is only one drink potent enough to quench it, to satisfy our soul forever, Jesus Christ. God described it this way in Jeremiah 2, 13, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. That's what so many people do. They they turn away from God, who is an ever-effusive and torrential spring of vitalizing water, giving indescribable joy and satisfaction to the soul, and they turn to the pleasures of the world, which are permeable and sandy cisterns, and they lap up turbid water, expecting their thirst to be quenched, and it never is. But you see, Betty Jo didn't die thirsty. Her thirst was quenched by Jesus before she entered 
into eternity. And that solidified her eternal soul refreshment in Christ. I'd like you to to consider one simple truth today. Here it is. Everyone who drinks deeply of Jesus Christ by faith will never, never be thirsty again. And they will possess in Christ a spring of water welling up from within them unto eternal life. In John 4, Jesus was on his way from Judea to Galilee, about a 60-mile journey or so. God had appointed him to go through Samaria, and Samaria was disreputable for Jews because they despised Samaritans. Jews considered Samaritans idolatrous, unfaithful half-breeds. Along with theological contention, there was racial tension between Jews and Samaritans, and yet Jesus, a Jew, traveled right through Samaria. Because God wanted him to meet a down-and-out Samaritan woman to give her a drink of living water. As Jesus was going through Samaria, he came to a town called Sychar, a place very close to Jacob's well. Jacob's well was really a living well uh, or fed by a fountain that was beneath Jacob's well is in modern-day Nablus, inside of a crypt of a church named St. Photina near Ba'ar Yaakob Monastery in the West Bank. And according to Greek tradition, Photina is the name of the woman at the well. When Jesus arrived at the well, he was tired and thirsty. Jesus was human like you and me. He got tired. He got thirsty. It was likely 12 noon, the hottest part of the day. And here is where the plot thickened. While Jesus was there, a woman from Samaria came to draw water from Jacob's well. In first century Jewish culture, being a woman and a Samaritan was two strikes against you. For a Jew, a woman of Samaria was unclean from birth. Even more, she came at noon, the hottest part of the day. Now, why would that be? Probably because of her shame from her immoral lifestyle. And shady past. See, if you keep reading in John 4, you realize she had been married five times and was currently with a man that was not her husband. That was scandalous. No Jewish man would have talked with this woman, but Jesus did. Jesus took time. Religious leaders did not converse with immoral women, but Jesus cared. He cared more about revealing the truth to this Samaritan woman than he cared about social precedent. He said to her, give me a drink. Now that surprised her. Whoa, Jewish man asking me a Samaritan woman to give. And so in her surprise, she responded, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Did Jesus actually want to take a drink of water from the jug of a Samaritan woman, an idolatrous Samaritan woman? woman and adulterous Samaritan woman. Then Jesus said something intriguing. He said to her, verse 10, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman didn't understand this tremendous gift of God right before her, actually talking with her, reaching out to her. She didn't yet see the glory of Jesus She was thirsty. Her soul was thirsty. She was spiritually dead. 
unable to recognize the Christ? How could she be talking with God in the flesh and not beg him to quench the thirst of her soul with living water? Why was she not pleading with Jesus for eternal life? That is what she needed, and that is what Jesus was getting at in verse 10. Now, Greg, Mike, Linda, and Steve, I have a question for you. When you were all growing up, did you ever look for a shirt or some article of clothing in your closet or your drawer, and it wasn't there? But when your mom came, all of a sudden, it was there, and she just found it. Did that ever happen to you? My mom would do that. I'd look through my closet, and the shirt, folks, it wasn't there. And my mom would come right in, go right to the shirt. I was like, I looked there. It wasn't there. It was like she made the shirt appear out of thin air. I guess moms have some supernatural power or something. It was there, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. The woman couldn't see it. So often we completely miss how deep our soul thirst is and how extraordinary and sufficient Jesus is to quench our spiritual dehydration. She didn't understand Jesus and so she said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. She misunderstood she wasn't getting it. She, Jesus had a different kind of water. And Jesus was so patient with her, so gracious. Of course Jesus is greater than Jacob. He's God. He's God. And his water transcends H2O drawn from some well in Israel. You see, Jesus is the divine living water that quenches the thirst of the soul. Jesus responded to her in verse 13, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. How true that is. She could drink as much water from that well as she wanted, and the reality is she's still going to get thirsty again. You see, water is created, and therefore by its nature is unable to perpetually satisfy anyone. Our soul thirst is too severe to be satisfied by created things. This is why money never makes anyone happy. This is why power and fame and education and garages filled with toys leave us perpetually thirsty. We are always left wanting because created things, they don't satisfy. As Jeremiah said, they are but broken cisterns that can hold no water. Jesus kindly continued with her and said, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again or forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Imagine never being thirsty again. Imagine having a fountain of water welling up within you, always refreshing you throughout eternity, forever and ever. What you need to realize today is that Betty Jo Heise drank of that eternally refreshing water. Jesus was the spring of water welling up within Betty Jo unto eternal life. Be sure of this, my friends. Be sure of this. Betty Jo is not thirsty. 
Her thirst has been quenched by Jesus, and she will never, ever, ever, ever be thirsty again. Amen? Amen. This is the reason to celebrate. This is also the reason to ask ourselves whether we have drunk from the same overflowing fountain of grace that Betty Dro drank from. Jesus eventually told the Samaritan woman that he was the Messiah. He was the Christ. And the woman went into the town and told others, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And as it goes, many Samaritans from the town believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. God used the woman to reach others. And Jesus stayed in that town for a little while. And he, he taught the people the gospel. And the townspeople told the woman eventually, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard ourselves and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. People got saved that day. People drank by faith from the eternal fountain of Christ that day. People were satisfied that day. Betty Joe was a thirsty soul. Yet Jesus quenched her thirst and Betty Joe had something to say about Jesus in response to that. Do you find it fascinating, interesting, especially the, the family, that in the last moments of Betty Joe's life, she wanted to talk about Jesus, about living for him. She wanted me to know that I should live for Christ. Why? Because she drank deeply from the refreshing fountain of Christ and she wanted to talk about Christ. Death can be a traumatic event for people unprepared to meet God. Haunting. But Linda said that Betty Jo was a still soul. The last two words that Linda heard from her dear mother were heavenly home. Where do you get peace like that? You drink deeply of Christ. If you'd like to never be thirsty again, you need to be a heavy drinker. You need to drink of Christ by faith. Drinking is, is an illustration of faith. In John 6.35, Jesus said, whoever believes in me shall never thirst. On another occasion, Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Let him come to me and drink. That's faith. Do you feel your soul thirst? Turn from your sin and come to Jesus and drink by faith. Have your soul refreshed by his forgiveness and his grace and his love and his mercy, which is new every morning. Trust him alone for eternal life. Enjoy him more than everything else. He will gratify your soul. If you want to honor Betty Jo, and I think you're probably thinking about that, then drink from the fountain of living water with her. Drink in faith. Trust Christ and live for him. She would want you to do that. If God's word is connected with your heart in some way, with your mind some way today, if you have questions about the veracity of Christianity, I'd love to talk with you and I'd love to, to point you in the right direction to get you good answers to your good questions. There are good answers 
Let's talk afterwards or jump online, jerusalemchurch.net, look me up, send me an email, but get in touch with me and let's talk about your thirsty soul and how you can have it quenched. I'd be glad to talk with you. The most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis commercials on TV, he says, stay thirsty, my friends. The joy of the gospel is we don't have to be. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we give you all the thanks and the praise for Betty Jo and her life and her legacy. Thank you for the gospel that she delighted in. Thank you for Jesus, the gift of your life she delighted in. And I pray, God, that the people who have heard your word today would rejoice in the truth and would come to Jesus Christ and leave their life of immorality and sin and drink deeply from the well the ever-gushing well of refreshment of Jesus Christ. And may they do this, not only to honor Betty Jo, because that is absolutely what she wanted, but to do this mostly to honor you, the eternal God of the universe. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.